You're listening to a Bored to Death Hero Cast, talking superhero anime and other hero fare in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Hero Cast. I am Jay, being joined by Sam, and we are back for the next two episodes of My Hero Academia Season Five. Uh, we're still in the middle of the Class 1A versus Class 1B combat training. Uh, final match. Final match. Uh, Probably getting into the overall story arc after this. Yep, getting getting back to the villain's arc after this, most likely. Uh, of course, one of the other threads going through these, uh, through these uh, fights has been Shinso from Class 1C wanting to basically prove his, prove his medal so he can move up into the hero track from the uh, general studies track that he'd been on. And he acquitted himself very well in, uh, when he teamed up with Class 1A. But now he's on Class 1B. And this team is essentially captained by everyone's everyone's least favorite jerk-ass, Monoma. <laughs> we, get, uh, just, we get a little more about how he is yeah. in this episode. It's just like he, you know, the rest of his class, they do generally like him. But all of them are just like, dude... What the hell is it with you in Class 1A? Because <laughs> it's just he does not like Class 1A. And it's like the ri- the supposed rivalry between the two classes. Well, I get why he's like that. Because he's in 1B. Everyone just talks about A. And he's like, well, why? We're both hero courses. Why is one more revered than the other? It's because the, the Class 1A is keeps ending up at the center point of a whole bunch of these villain attacks. Not through any fault of their own. It's, well, it's like not because of anything they specifically are doing, but just because uh, the Vil- League of Villains keeps targeting All Might, who happens to be helping mentor their class. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been an interest it's been an interesting few uh, matches we've seen. Class One A won the first fight. Uh, Class One B won the next one, as I recall, and then. The third match ended in a draw because both teams ended up capturing one of the other one of the other students, but uh, they weren't able to actually make force a condition where one team actually won. It's just one B realized we can't win, but we can make it so that the other team can't win either. And so it's just like so we didn't win, but we also didn't lose, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, and then last episode, we saw Bakugo's team go up against 1B, and it was a flawless victory. Yeah. And Bakugo showing that he's actually slightly matured. More of a team player. He became than he a team player. <laughs> which, given that it's Bakugo we're talking about, nobody really saw that coming. Uh, but even then, it's like while he was a team player, he was very much a, a follow my lead kind of team player. Um, so yeah, and they won, and Bakugo's team won in less than five minutes. It wasn't just a flawless victory, it was very, very fast flawless victory. Um, and it wasn't just Bakugo doing it either, you know, the rest of his team managed to figure out, uh, some of the, some of the drawbacks of the other team's quirks, uh, specifically Takage's lizard split ability. Yeah, that was pretty interesting to see. Um... And yeah, they basically managed to come up with all that. And Manoma was very, very twitchy after the uh, 
after that after that loss, it's just sort of like he started making plans with his team. Uh, the teachers are all basically seemed supportive of the idea of Shinzo moving up, basically saying he still has a lot of ground to make up to catch up to everybody else because he hasn't had all this extra training. Yeah. But combat training, yeah, the combat training, everything. But the hero uh, mm. training underneath the uh, pros and the academies, or mm-hmm. for their their stations and everything. And Aizawa actually praised Bakugo's team after the fact, which, given that it's Aizawa we're talking about, it's like, <laughs> uh, and and King Vlad was basically chastising One B's team. It's like you had a good plan but you weren't flexible enough to change things up when it became clear that plan wasn't working. Um, which is how a teacher should be. He was, he, he was just like, you screwed up. Here's how you screwed up. Do better next time, you know, kind of thing. Instead of just being like, you know, screaming at them and not offering any actual constructive advice. Hmm. Um, so, but yeah, everybody's starting to plan now. They've uh, 1A is aware that they've got a serious uh, drawback in that not all of their powers are necessarily very good against some of the stuff that they're seeing and they know that uh, they know that uh, Monoma can copy people's abilities and they know now what Shins- that Shinzo has stepped up his game with his with his quirk and with that new like face mask thing that he wears oh, to be, be able to, to um... be able to mimic other people's voices. Um, is going to is something that they really have to keep an eye out for. So, how do you think it's going to go this this match? Uh, it's I really don't know, but I I think one A is still going to somehow manage to pull out a victory, and that's just because of the wild card that is Deku's power. You know, because we know. Obviously, nobody else in nobody else in the match itself knows this, but in the of the uh, you know nobody is really aware of what Deku's quirk actually is and how it works. You know, we have seen in uh, Heroes Rising that because it is actually like multiple quirks sort of stacked on top of each other. When Nine tried to steal his quirk, it failed because there was too much. There were too many quirks for him to for him to copy, because he already had like because uh, uh, he only he had a limit of nine quirks that he could copy, and he didn't want to give up any of the ones that he already had. But uh, and Monoma, yeah, he can copy quirks, but it then it comes down to how much control he sort of has over his quirk, you know. Obviously, it's never really been much of an issue for him because when he's trying to do it, it's usually just to people who have one quirk. But if you were, like, going to try to copy... But if you were going to try to copy a quirk off of, like, a Nomu, because Nomus have multiple quirks grafted onto them. Yeah. And in Deku's case, uh, One for All is is explicitly the stockpiling quirk. Uh, and it's also basically stockpiled these other quirks onto it, like the strength-enhancing quirk that All Might is so well-known for. Yeah. Um, there's probably... Uh, it probably has copied, like, the floating quirk that uh, All Might's mentor, you know, or predecessor had. 
the Jet Feet? No, not 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 his mentor. I meant the, his predecessor in, oh, in, oh, in oh. One for All. What's her name? I can't remember. Um, Shigaraki's aunt. Yes. Um, and so it's just you know, and presumably other quirks along along with that. It's just Deku is still awakening to all of what he has inherited from All Might, and it's just but. You know, it's like I think the strength enhancing quirk just happened to be like the the most powerful one there, and so it awakened first. And as he gets stronger, he'll unlock more of these more of these powers. But for now, all he has is the strength enhancing quirk, which even then he has to dial back because it is so strong that he will literally break himself if he tries to go full bore, as we've seen. And with Monoma. You know, it's I, it's hard to say if he's going to get just like the stockpiling thing, in which case he's kind of boned because it will just show up fresh. Or if he gets like the strength enhancing one, doesn't know how powerful it is and breaks himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you have you I think have already watched these in in, in Jap- Japanese. No, I watched them in English as they came out. Oh, you did. Okay. Um, but yeah, I still have not watched it. But so that's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but I, it's so hard to tell what the what the end result is going to be. Whether it's going to be like another draw, whether Manoma's gonna pull it out. But I think it's gonna be a victory for one A. And I and and that's just me in like in my brain thinking that in my heart I'm like I want one A to win just to piss off Manoma <laughs> because he's such a freaking jerk about it. You'll never let him hear the end of it. Exactly. And, I mean, if we're honest, there's, yeah, there's a few people in 1A that might rub it in, rub it in his face. Mineta being one of them would absolutely rub it in, would, would rub it in his face because that's how he's wired. And Kaminari would probably do the same thing. Maybe Kirishima also. Bakugo would basically... He, he doesn't care either he way. Doesn't, he doesn't care either way. And he, he would probably point out point out the victory less to rub it in their face and more just be like, shut up, nerd. Like, Come on, man. Join in the group of picking on one piece. Like, I don't have time for those weaklings. Yeah, basically. But if, like, Monoma were to, like, keep mouthing off, it's like, you lost to us. Just shut up already. Quit, quit whining and just get better. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm partly stalling for stalling for time here because as we're recording this intro, we're trying to get Funimation to cooperate because the episodes keep running into problems. It's the entire app; not a single show would work. Oh, that's... I tried multiple episodes of My Hero episodes in Demon Slayer. Anything. So yeah, we're running into a few little technical difficulties. We so. might have to do the episodes another day. Woo! In which case, hey, uh, this intro will be like a day, like a, possibly an entire day before everything else. But uh, I think that about wraps up this intro. So um, unless you have anything else that you want, the only thing add. I'm going to say is you're going to be surprised. <laughs> I'm sure I am. But that I think is going to wrap up this intro. So. Uh, We'll be back at some point after the binge, when we get it working. (laughs) Hello, and thanks for listening. While we're binging, please give us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death clan is part of the CKCC radio family. 
including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, The A Show, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon so we can continue to bring you podcast content. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So, like I predicted, uh, Class 1A was going to pick up the the win because one for all is not entirely what Monoma thinks. But I don't think any of us were... <laughs> I don't think I was expecting what we got. Um, Except for me. Well, yeah, but you've already, you've already seen the episode, so that doesn't count. Because you you're a jerk like that. I don't want to wait. I did enough waiting for the last three seasons. This is seasons. true. This is true. Um, there was a bit at the beginning of the first episode of this two-episode binge, which ties into the overarching plot, but we'll get we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later. Because um, so the class one A's team, you know, we obviously know it was, there's. Deku and Uraraka, Mineta and Ashido, uh, Pinky. Um, Class 1B's team has Shinso on it with his brainwashing quirk and Minoma's uh, power copying quirk. Uh, as far as we know, it was, at least at the time of the sports festival, he could copy up to three that he could use for like five minutes, but he could only copy one at a time. He might have the others in reserve, but he can't use them all at once. It's like he had to switch between between them. And uh, although late in the second episode of this binge, he then claims that he had upped his time limit to ten minutes and that he could copy four quirks. He said maybe. He, you don't know. I said he claimed. But that very, you know, but at the time he was being... Uh, Ferried off by Uraraka to put him in the put him That's in, the, like, in the prison, and, and she suspected he was doing it to try to to try to get a uh, get a response out of her because she suspected he might have Shinzo's brainwashing uh, quirk. That was late second episode. Yeah, it? I know. I, as I as I said, but um, we don't know if that's true or not because Minoma's whole thing is that he acts like he literally talks an immense amount of shit. To, provoke a reaction out of people. Uh, especially when uh, there is a suspicion that there might be the brainwashing thing going on. But that ties into to a conversation he had with Shinso in this episode, where it's just sort of like, he embraces... Well, it's like he was always told as a kid that with his quirk, he would never become, like a, become a hero. Uh, and he is still determined to become a hero, but he also embraces the notion that he might have to do behave in an unheroic manner in order to do uh, in order to act in order to actually be a hero. Like he's willing to have like a low approval rating, but still uh, still wants to do good things. Well, he wants to do the good things. It's just that sometimes you got to be a little nefarious with sometimes your you got to you got to tap into that dark side in order to get the in order to get the job done. And he was trying to sort of claim a sort of kinship of sorts with Shinso because Shinso was in, 
sort of the same boat. You know, sort of told that with your quirk, that's not a hero's quirk. It's like, yeah, don't, don't. And Shinzo is just like, we are not. <coughs> Shinzo is like, no, I disagree. Um, and you know, One B did have a did have a pretty good uh, collection of quirks on their side because uh, they had. Poltergeist, with her ability, she is essentially telekinetic. She can manipulate multiple things at once, but only up to the weight of, like, a single person. Well, what, a single Combined weight of a carry. single person. Yeah, she could carry that much. Um, and... Size. Then there was uh, Kodai, uh, who has the size quirk. She can shrink and expand things. Uh, but only inorganic things. Yeah. And then there was Shota with the twin impact ability. Basically, he can hit something, and then at a later at a later point, he can basically cause a second impact to hit it with greater it, force. With greater force. So it's like he can punt. Like he could th- say, throw a ball up into the air, slap the ball towards towards something, and then en route, boom, second hit, and it goes faster. Um, He'd be good at uh, projectile quirk. Oh yeah. Well, we saw we saw him doing that in this in this episode he, when he grabbed that like uh, like that wheel or something off the, the or gear or whatever off the ground. Flung, you know, he like he flung it towards Pinky and then twin impact and shot it at her faster. And she would have gotten taken out if Minetta hadn't uh, trampolined his way into way in into it. Of course, he had his own ulterior motive for that because. We got a little bit more detail on Nanetta's quirk that... Well, we knew, I mean, from, like, the first season that what, he could bounce off his own stuff. That's why he was doing the, uh... We were supposed to jump back and forth across the lines. He, oh. had, the, he had the balls like this, and he was just going as fast as possible. Okay, I had forgotten that. that but then he, we hadn't seen him use that aspect of his quirk. He used it to climb the wall to the bathhouse, and he didn't stick to him. Yeah, but it's not its not something that comes up very often. Uh, it's still, it's mostly the sticky aspect of it that we keep hearing about. And, yeah, he basically was sort of in his own internal monologue during the during that moment, revealed that the pop-off balls that he had been sort of throwing around seemingly randomly had not been random at all. He's like, they're, they are random, but he didn't do it to, as a trap, necessarily. It wasn't just a trap thing. It was literally so for traversal for him, because he can just trampoline between them, picking up speed. And he used that to intercept the uh, thrown gear by Shoda, and the impact, of course, then knocked him into Pinky, so he got to Bump, you know, bump face, his face, bump his face right into her, right into her chest. <laughs> and she knew what was going on, so she grabbed and spun him, and chucked him. Yep, and he started trampolining off of things, and he still managed to try to aim himself just so he could try to get an upskirt on Poltergeist. <laughs> he was going after Poltergeist in a hard way. Yeah. And she was just like covering up her kimono and running. Yeah, um, they're like he's so fast and. He knows they don't have good close combat. I'm like, I don't think that's what he really cares about. Well, but the the combination of the quirks, yeah, t- uh, that the the way they combine their quirks to get those three B com- was a ridiculous. Yeah, the, the B combined the, those three specifically combined their quirks. Uh, you know, the uh, poltergeist size and twin impact combined those quirks along with a support item that uh, that Shoda had that little like radar thing. Uh, 
really help them sort of narrow down where I want to know a little bit more about was. it. How does he know? Yeah. How does he, does he put a tracker on it? Is it the stuff he already has or built in with it? It's not clear. And for another well, thing about, about him, he could just literally throw sand and annihilate somebody. Yeah, it would be like a razor wind sort of sort of thing, like being in the middle of a sandstorm, you know, getting flayed by all the sand, getting blown at high speeds, sort of thing. It dep- but it I, it may depend somewhat on his quirk whether it's like how much strength he can actually put into it, because okay. if you do it to sand, you're not going to be able to get like a throw a hole. I would think up. you'd be yeah. good at close combat or at least trained to be. Because he of- is good at close combat. You saw that in the in towards the end of the second episode. When uh, he basically was like God, the God bod thing. It's like he looks heavy set, but that's muscle. He has muscle gut going on. <laughs> uh, he's. I-, I could think if he did like the rapid punches and just do twin impact or fire. I think is what it was. Yeah, and it just goes. It's it's, it's literally. Like, it's like, and then you are already dead. Twin impact, and then just I, I, I swear that's got to be where they got it from. Yeah, because you, you've got all the martial arts that just does the thing. They just kind of take it, and then half second later, boom, 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 boom take all the hits. Yeah, it's, it's he made like, shit. He could just punch the air. Except, I think he actually has to hit something like physical. Like when uh, Monoma swung at uh, Deku, and then well, in Monoma's case, uh, he. Just bar- he just him. barely ta- tagged him, but it was enough, and he got and he got his like left arm's uh, gauntlet thing, you know, his support item on his on his arm. That was enough for him to try to copy his quirk. Uh, and we saw later that when he tried to actually use it, nothing happened because again, he's not getting the full thing. He's only getting like the stockpile quirk aspect of it, and. That's it. it. He basically got the empty bucket, if you will. <laughs> um, but he got the transfer quirk. Ooh, that'd be kind of sick. Yeah, but he only has it for ten minutes, and he doesn't know what it is. Mm. Uh, so, I don't think that would do him any good. But he used that twin impact thing later. After he was already caught, yeah, he was caught and he was in the he was in the cage, but he just goes fire, and Deku's like arm just literally just well, like, that was his face. I thought the when he hit his face, he took the hit. Oh, that's right, because he, he like tagged him across the face again, which is enough to co- to try to copy his quirk. But that little like brushing slap then redoubled or whatever by the double into a punch yeah just knocked him out of the way from trying to catch shinso but we've been sort of glossing over one for all because deku's power in this in the when the fight actually started monoma uh confronted him and as egging him on hard doing his doing doing monoma things you know taunting him Trying to get him to to verbally respond because you know that's you know the whole brainwashing thing because Shinso was also close by. And I'm sure some of those taunts taunts that we heard going around may have been coming from Shinso and not necessarily from Monoma. I mean, Monoma could have just taken his power anyway. This is true, um, but we saw him using Poltergeist's quirk and using the size quirk 
and Twin Impact. So maybe he really does have four. Maybe he has four. We don't know. Um, maybe hell, he even pushed it to five. We don't know. But regardless, he was trying to get a response out of Deku. And Deku is just getting angrier and angrier because Minoma's really good at getting under people's skin. And He brought up All Might losing his power. And well, he brought up, like, Bakugo, you know, and... Ain't you guys frenemies? Yeah, you're frenemies with him, right? And he let himself get captured, and it's because of that that All Might can't be a, a hero anymore. And that really pissed off Deku. To the point where it's like, I need to catch this guy. And, I need to punch his face off. Well, no, <laughs> he was literally... Because we saw, you know, in what came later, that it was literally like you wanted to catch this guy. And that's what caused Black Whip to manifest. Because Deku's literally, like, trying to line up his, like, air shot thing. And then suddenly his arm just, like, erupts with this, like, black mist stuff just lashing around. You compared it to, like, Venom. Oh, and it was very Venom-esque. <laughs> it's like a Venom Whip when he's, like, shooting out his tendrils. Mm-hmm. And it was just lashing around, smacking, smacking all over the place. Shit, you know, everybody looking on. Uh, you know, the and it the, was throwing him around. It threw him into walls multiple times. Well, it's because he has no control over it, and he's just struggling, trying to contain it. He's just like run, like, <laughs> and Manomo's just like, okay, this is new. This is not fair. Spider Man didn't have control of the symbiote, mm-hmm. so you know. But even yeah, you know, and, and Manomo's running away. He's just like a new. He has a new power. That's so not fair, <laughs> and uh, but. It took uh, Uraraka sort of leaping in and trying to, like, cool down hug him to try to get him to she calm down. She had a full-on embrace. Yep. And when he still couldn't uh, get it under control, she called to Shinzo and said, use, use your brainwashing on Brainwashing, stop him. And so he, like, pulled the little face mask down. It's just like... He's like, what the hell am I going to say to stop him? Or what can like, I get him to respond Come to? on and fight me! <laughs> And Deku's like, okay, and then poof, brainwash everything immediately calms down. But then Deku gets pulled into the like one f- one for all like mind space thing that we've seen that we saw in his dream. And, and all you can see is the top part of his right hand, the top of his head, and I think his feet were yeah. all everything else was mist. Everything else is like black mist, and then one of the vestiges of the torchbearers of one for of one for all shows up. We never got his specific name in the, in these couple of episodes, but it's revealed that that quirk, the Black Whip, had been his quirk, and basically said, it's part of One for All now, and it's become way stronger because of it's that. It's a lot stronger than when I had it. <laughs> uh, but he also basically told him, these quirks will respond to your emotions. So you well, At least to, that one. At least Black Whip will. So it's like, you need to keep a better, you need to keep an eye on your heart. You know, and your emotions, basically. Kind of like when Peter Parker had Venom. <laughs> yep. And it's like it, it responded to him being emotional. Mm-hmm. Like, when he got upset, it fed off of his emotions. When he got pissed off, he wanted to tear people apart, even though it wasn't him. Well, the symbiote was also trying to make him more aggressive in that case. It, it did, but I think it was just a projection of what he was already feeling. Like yeah. the immense grief over things that but, you feel sadder. Um, as part of the whole one for all thing, uh, the 
the vestige told Deku, you're the one that will complete one for all. Which ties into some ties into the uh, thing from the beginning of the episode that we just that I just sort of skipped over because I was like we're we're gonna talk about that later, but the episode the first episode of this two parter opened with events going on at Tartarus Prison, where All for One is being uh, is being held, and a couple of guards were like he's fidgeting again. Uh, and, and they were commenting, it's like, I hope they sentence him soon. It's a drain. It, we're draining our resources, resources, keeping him, keeping him here, which is a fair uh, concern. Uh, and then he starts talking, like he can hear to them, to them specifically, which is freaky as hell. <laughs> I mean, but, he's heard everything you ever said. So and good luck. But he, <laughs> but then he says, "I can hear my little brother's voice." And this immense, this pain, or the, the, kind of like, the pain was making him twitch. Yeah. And, but as we all, as we know from Deku's dream, where he saw the origins of One for All, uh, All for One's brother had been the original bearer of One for All. And his power transfer quirk combined with his combined with the power stockpiling quirk that he was given started the ball rolling and all might gets a call at the at the beginning of the episode from Gran Torino where they talk about the dreams that Deku was having and Gran Torino tells him of all might's master the previous uh, torchbearer before him Having a having a similar dream where she saw a young man, and he looked at her and said, "The time has not yet come." And now we've got this whole thing with like uh, one for all and the black whip guy talking about how it was sort of absorbed into the core, and now the core is starting to wake up and grow stronger. I'm just like, is this that whole like power power uh, no quirk singularity thing? that they were talking about because especially the the imagery that they put in with the core waking up looked like a black hole growing bigger uh yeah but after uh Deku has this like little dream sequence Uraraka in the real world you know after everything's calmed down like slaps him to wake him up <laughs> and then apologized immediately Yep. And she was helping him float down because they after, yeah he'd been up in the been suspended up in the air from the the whip the whip, and they've like just touched down when Monoma comes flying in and tries to attack they, them. They just touched down and he realized what happened. He's like, "I'm so sorry. Get out of the way. Go. Oh, everything's fine." And he looked takes a look at her. It was just so apologetic because, because she'd been her. she'd been sort of bruised a bit. Uh, the the whips knocked her mask off and beat her face in. Uh, and he, yeah, he's apologizing to her, and then Manoma comes flying in, takes a swipe a... at Deku, and like just like and briefly, she like immediately grabs his arm, going just like <laughs> martial going arts, and just slams him into the ground, like gunhead martial arts, and then he he literally kicked out of it like midair and flipped out, like flipped away, and he's like, nope. And that's when the rest of One B started attacking. But like, then, oh man, he ruined our strategy. And then one A shows up, and then it was a full on brawl. Honestly, I think they w- 
would have probably had that well handled mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that uh, wild card, if you will. Yeah, I think I think so. Um, but then you know the next episode, the teachers had actually mobilized to try to try to, to get things look to try to, to, stop, to, try to stop Deku because they recognized something's wrong. This is not. Uh, but after things got under control, uh, they were like. Aizawa said. Aizawa's like, we're going to hold off. They've got. Look at them. They're determined. They're, they're, they are determined to, f- to finish this fight. So let them have it. And, and I think it was mostly because he was thinking it was unfair to Shinzo that this is his opportunity and being. squandering his second opportunity to show off what he can do. Yeah. Because of. Uh, an, an incident happening. Yeah, something field. outside of Shinso's control, yes. specifically. And I think he, he had a soft spot for there, and he did make the point that if anything were to happen, get my ass in there and stop Deku. Yeah, because quirk. if it's related to his quirk, then I can just shut it down. Um, and as we saw from a brief flashback, he, he has a soft spot for Shinso. Did he... Can he shut down his quirk? The full thing, no. But we so, we've seen him shut down the Dek, the, Deku's, the, the Deku's strength quirk from the like tryouts when he tried to like use his was about to use his full strength full strength and Aizawa shut him down because he recognized what was about to happen. And so when Deku just changed it up and used just one finger rather than his full arm, he was like, "Okay, maybe you maybe you can keep it under control, but you're still being reckless." <laughs> um. I've got a thing about the uh, why uh, all for one is feeling things of his brother. Well, it's because he gave because it's related to his quirk. If it's waking waking up inside Deku, he can feel it because he was the one to give him the original because he stockpile. he passed the original quirk on. Maybe the stockpile is the one that has the resi- residual. Of that, and that's why one of them is completely darkened mm-hmm. that you don't know because maybe it is all for one originally. That maybe. you see. Um, it could also be that he's waiting for one for all to be completed, and he's like, Thank you. I'm just going to take that now. I'm going I'm to take that back. Thanks for harvesting for me. Yeah. Because um, he was already like, and that's just kind of terrifying because he's already ridiculously overpowered as it is and if he were to strike then, magnification and then if he were to five and shit like that and then if he were to just absorb one take one for all a completed one for all in his current state i don't think he'd be taking it for himself i think he wants the pass along again to well because he theoretically can pass quirks along still yeah because i think he's he's very much in Involved in the creation of the gnomes. He wants. I think he wants to get out, but he doesn't want to fight anymore. He wants to pass it on to someone younger. Well, yes, and we know exactly who he's going to pass it on to. The same guy that he's been grooming for the entire series. Shigaraki. Tomura Shigaraki. Yep. We, need to speci- we need to start specifying Tomura Shigaraki because I'm pretty sure there's some other connection going on going on there with the Shigaraki name because we know that's not Tomura's actual name. That's just the name he's using. Because also the original bearer looks an awful lot like him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, t- but going back to Aizawa and Shinso, we got a brief flashback in in this episode because we saw that Shinso's actually getting pretty good with those with the uh, combat scarf thing. I forget what he what they actually what he actually calls it. I can't remember either. Uh, but we saw a flashback from when he was training with Aizawa, and he's and he's like gotten tangled up in it and he's and he's since Aizawa's like it took you six years to master this you really think I can I can figure this out and Aizawa's like I it took me six years to master it because I was doing it all from scratch I had no one to guide me and it, he's like and I wouldn't be helping you out if I remember if, and I, I wouldn't be helping you, you out if I thought you were a hopeless case which means he felt highly of this 1A class when people have told him he's he just failed full classes before yeah Within like, the first day. Um, <laughs> well, and there was also when Aizawa basically held them back on getting involved and shutting down the match. He, you know, Vlad, Vlad King was just like, you really are an old, you really are a softy, Aizawa. And Aizawa was just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what you say when they're right, but you don't want to admit I think he said, I've been he- I hear that. Yeah. I've been hearing that or something like that. It's like, yeah, maybe you're right. But um, oh, that's what it was. I think he said that. But yeah, and we saw Monoma try to cop, you know, try to make use of one for all because we saw that like green lightning effect crackling around him. But then uh, Ochako again, like you know, Uraka again came in and like tackled him and managed to like pin him down like cop style, <laughs> like the she hammerlock and everything. She is a quick one and. Then he and then Manon was just sort of like I copied a blank. <laughs> it's like I pulled a blank. I'm like I don't know about that. It's I'm like just... you didn't copy a blank. You just well y- y- yes and no. <laughs> it's more. It's more so like when it comes to that, maybe he only copies the original original who he touches their original quirk. And if he is if the quirk has evolved in certain ways he doesn't have the evolution or since Deku never really had a quirk originally he never got except hit. we saw him with the all with the one for all like effect crackling around him i'm thinking that's part of the stockpile uh, thing uh, i wonder if it's deku's original flare <laughs> it's his original quirk is he could just be flashy glow. <laughs> hey it's not like a sort of flashy glowing thing hasn't been seen as a quirk the very first quirk that ever manifested <laughs> illumination <laughs> um, but uh yeah and so you know uraka captured uh monoma carted him off to the to timeout and he then used the twin impact to try to knock deku out of the way because deku was in pursuit of Shinso, and Shinso's like, I can't fight him head on because he's starting to get his get his powers under control again, and he's too fast for me. But uh, it was when Deku was using uh, his speed to try to catch up, that's when the twin impact <clears throat> in the face, and he still managed to recover from that and land on his feet. And we got to mention that the, the cleanup of the match was Ochako just literally cleaning house. Well, but, well. Before that happened, One B managed to turn it back, turn it around on uh, Pinky and Mineta, because they're just you know we saw like uh, we saw Shota doing like his god bod like like uppercutting him, 
out of the air and everything. But then, yeah, Uraraka comes in, comes in and saves the day. <laughs> Literally, judo chops poltergeist like, out. Str- yeah, like straight in the back of the neck. And then she like tackled uh, Kodai into some she, I think into Kodai had like maybe balls. one word if she even talked at all. Yeah, she's a quiet one. <laughs> but she yeah. got like sort of bodied into a bunch of Mineta's I was like, that was off. a pretty, uh... And it was a bit of a fan servicey moment <laughs> in that, because it was, so like, was like, chest to chest, boink. <laughs> you, you made this look like, oh, whoa, what, I was what like, is this well, all about? Um... <laughs> I'm like, the, the... Yeah, and then I the saw that, and I was balls. like... And I was like, okay. Oh. But it was still, it's just like, do they really have to do the boink? <laughs> you know? I, I, I think so, 100%, because she had to wrap her arms around her back so she couldn't use her size for it. Oh, that's true. I had, I, I, now that you mention it, she did have her arms like pinned behind her. It wasn't just all fan service, it was practical. Well, it, there was fan service, yes. <laughs> but it wasn't all fan service. I mean, it's right. fan service because it's two girls fighting close mm-hmm. together. Um... <laughs> But, you know, with all of that, they managed to... Ca- and Deku managed to take down Shinso. And with four of them locked up in the cage and the fifth one unable to unable to escape from her predicament, that gave the win to Class 1A, which meant, cl- means Class 1A won overall. Um, which, you know, is... We, you know, Keep Mineta good. away from her. <laughs> but She's know, stuck there like, wait, where's Mineta at? <laughs> yeah. But... Like, um, cameras are on you, boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But... Uh, and afterwards, Shinso went and talked to Aizawa and Vlad King, and he's just like, I know this was all a test, or that this was a test to see whether I was ready. And they're like, did you, t- how did you, he's like, and, and, yeah, yeah, and, Vlad, and Vlad turns to Aizawa's like, did you tell him? And Aizawa's like, no. And Shinso, like, I no, figured Shinso it out. Said it right away. It's like, Shinso's like, no, I kind of figured it out, the timing and, and all Two I got two, I got matches. I got two matches to show to show off what I could do, um, and he's basically like I know I've got a long way to go. Uh, he in his one of his internal monologues earlier, it's just sort of like he's basically compared it to it's just like I'm still crawling while they're like leaping leaping ahead. Um, but in the aftermath of it, you know, Aizawa like turned to Deku like. And essentially, without actually saying it, he was like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and Deku, because he can't really reveal the full extent of his quirk without giving away a major... I like, mean, even All Might had no idea of the quirk. Well, I, you know, All Might may not have ever... Ta- ne- never had to tap into that aspect of it. Well, I mean, he did say you are literally, like, in the, the vestige told him, hey, you're the one to culminate all six. Meaning... That all that's been passed on has maybe been one quirk at a time, usable. Mm-hmm. But it's like All Might, for as as smart as he was at using his like strength quirk, never really learned put much effort into learning what else he could do. He had no idea, and and his, even his well, and in his case, it's like he practiced so hard with the strength enhancing thing. To fully master it, sort of. I thing. mean, his where he got it from. She didn't even know the other powers. Uh, so yeah, because may... the guy came to her in the vestige and said, "You're not ready." So it's obviously something to do with uh, all for one's brother, and the vestige of him in one for all has some sort of control over how much uh, the other quirks manifest, or just happens to be. 
Deku's something special. Mm-hmm. Gotta have that protagonist special. But the whole thing is, like, the best part about My Hero Academia over other animes that makes the protagonist OP, he wasn't OP from the start. Even though he was given a power to make him OP, he cannot be OP. Well, because he is so OP that it breaks him. It's not like, oh, well, we're just gonna go do, uh, what was it, Black Clover. Character's like, ah, I got nothing. I've got everything. I'm a god. Seven Deadly Sins, similar situation, lead character. God. Goku. Gets there. God. But in, de- but in, but in, <laughs> yeah, in Goku's case, he's mostly just inter- interested in finding the strongest things to fight, and so he can so he can fight them. And if he, there's not nothing of that, he's just like, okay, I'm a train. And, oh, and I'm hungry. I'm gonna eat like everything in sight. <laughs> I'm gonna eat a train car load of food. Um, but yeah, Deku. But Deku, when he's asked by Aizawa what happened, he's just sort of like, I don't really know, which isn't entirely untrue. He may have had that moment with the vestige that gave him Black Whip, but he also basically admits, I still don't really know what happened. Uh, but And it feels like he's having to, it even says that he has to learn his power all over again. Well, and because when he, he seemed like he mastered it briefly when he was confronting Shinso. Like, Shinso, Shinso used his combat scarf to grab a couple of pipes and like, try to slam them on him and Deku manifested the black whip to catch them but that was like literally all he could do because it was too powerful for him to to use at 20% he had to dial everything back to like 8% and even then he's just like I'm this thing is so strong I have to start small he's gonna have to start fresh with this one and that's presumably gonna be the case with like every other quirk in one for all that he manifests unless he gets so good at actually controlling one for all strength itself that maybe he can hold it but only get to certain quirks to 20% when all for one or the strength enhancement is up to like 50%. Mm-hmm. Get that to 20, a new one comes along, it starts at 8, and then they start. Did you ever play um, the infamous games? Yes. Did you play Second Son? Yes, that's the only one I've played. Ah, well then. It's very, I think of it as very similar to the uh, powers that. Um, that Delson uses in uh, Second Son. It's like he, yeah, he can copy the copy other people's uh, conduit powers, but when he copies them, he starts literally at level zero, and he has to learn how to sort of abs- you know. That game was good. I really yeah. wish they'd make a new one for PS. Was it PS4 or PS? It was. It, the it was, was PS4. It's like a launch. Uh, um, the first one was a launch for PS3. Second Son, yeah. I think, was PS4. Yeah, that was a launch game. So, yeah, I really do hope they do another Infamous game. But it's like, with yeah, with his, he starts at level zero, and he has to learn how to, you know, tap into everything about, the, about whatever the new power is, you know, and just gradually build it back up. And to the point where, you know, spoilers for, for, the, for the final boss of the game, the final boss of the game literally weaponizes that aspect of his power, when she lets him uh, like copy her control over like concrete and everything, you know, which you know, and then basically it's like, then he has nothing. He's starting at level zero because there's nothing else around him. That's that been he a can, while since I played that. I don't even remember that. Well, it's like the whole boss fight is like he's starting at the bottom 
with those powers, and oh, his yeah. allies have to like bring him the like generators for him to absorb energy from, so he can start tapping into the actual powers of it. Huh. Um, but it's it's an it was an interesting, uh, you know, it's just that's how I'm thinking of this aspect of One for All. He has all these other powers, but he's gonna need to learn how to master them, and he's got to start at a level zero with all oh. of them. And we and we also have a uh, Bakugo moment. Yeah, Bakugo, when he saw that Deku was manifesting more powers... Like, just sort of every like, time they showed him, he said nothing until the end. He goes, so he's got to do power. <laughs> yeah. like, just sort of like, this isn't fair. No, he's... Well, but, I he's think also, he likes but, that it's a challenge. Yeah, because, well, he's just sort of like... He knows how powerful his own quirk is. and But he also knows that Deku, as for all the power that Deku has, has inherited, is still learning how to use it. And Bakugo is just going to be like, you're just making it more of a challenge for me to overcome so I can prove that I'm better. Um, and, and I, well, and Aizawa, you know, after they sort of got an answer from Deku's whole whole thing, says, well, and Deku basically credits Shinso and Uraraka with helping him get his power under control. It's like, if it hadn't been for them giving me the, giving me the opening to, or getting it back under control so I could learn a little bit more about it so I could tap back into it without freaking out, then it would have gotten a lot worse. And Shinso tries to claim that he did it all for, like, selfish, selfish reasons. reasons. <laughs> Aizawa just hits him. It's like, we didn't ask for anything more than the initial... Yeah, Aizawa just walks up, grabs the two ends of his scarf, and just goes... Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Stop making your... It's like, he didn't have to go any further than that. But he Aizawa basically says says to all of them. He's kind of addressing Shinso, but he's addressing everyone. Passing grades. Well, no, no, no. He specifically said Shinso got a passing grade, and Shinso was like, I'm not satisfied with that. <laughs> you know, it's like, I like that it was a passing grade, but I don't, I'm not satisfied with just passing. He wants to pass with, like, flying colors kind of thing. But, you know, Aizawa also said that, like, becoming a hero isn't something that's going to happen overnight. It's going to take a lot of work. And he was addressing both classes, but you know he was really kind of saying that to Aizawa, to uh, Shinso. Yep. Because Shinso is just, you know, still has the, the confidence issues that's just sort of like, I am so far behind. And Aizawa is basically trying to, trying to tell him, it's like, yeah, but you can get there. You just got to put some more work in. They they do go out of their way to try to emphasize that a lot of these kids have their have their issues. That's granted, sort of like an anime thing in general. When they whenever they put a little bit of focus on a character, they've always got to sort of show a little bit more detail on their personality or backstory to sort of be like th- there's a reason they are the way they are, sort of yeah. sort of thing. Not always necessarily meant to sympathize, but at least to give context in some cases. And, you know, they that they also try to bring out the whole, like, there are drawbacks to some of these quirks. You know, Which is like, something they don't usually do in a lot of animes, that these mm-hmm. overpowered individuals have a drawback or have more than one-note personalities. Mm-hmm. Manetta, um, though. <laughs> well, yeah, Manetta. We, we did see that he was a strategist. Yeah. He wasn't stupid about yeah. what he was doing, but... 
the fact but the that he... you know, and the fact that his strategy actually served two purposes: yes. one, to try to try to protect his teammates, and two, so he can perv. I mean, more power to him. He's thinking on multiple levels. Yeah, it's just granted one of those levels is down Earth. in the gutter. But um, yeah, it was a good good couple of episodes. And now that the combat thing is over, we'll presumably start moving back into the villain arc. I mean, it looks like the next episode's going to be more on. It's just sort of going to wrap. It's sort of going to wrap up the uh, the com- the combat training thing. But then we get an early Christmas episode after that. <laughs> Literally says Christmas. Have a merry Christmas. Yeah. So it is. So it is. Hi, and okay, Christmas in June. Well, I mean, it, when it comes to Japan, Christmas is less of a thing there. Golden Week, on the other hand, is like the big is like the big holiday for them as with my admittedly limited knowledge of uh, Japanese culture. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a good couple of episodes. Now we've got like some of the aftermath of the combat training, a bit of a breather episode, which you know isn't going to be entirely a breather episode. Yeah, they never are. There, there's always going to be something that's going to further along some of the some plot. It's like the whole um, school festival thing. You know, then you had Gentle Criminal going on with all that yeah. as well. Which was still pushing more for development of character. Yeah. And, you know, we've got, like, you know, uh, All for One is starting to starting to wake up. And the thing with All for One is he is only locked up because he wants, because he... Because it serves his purpose. Well, yeah, because he's just, he hasn't decided to break out yet. Because with the level of power he has, if he wants to leave that prison, there is not a goddamn thing anybody in that prison can do to stop him. And he's kind of proven it by what he said while he was there. He's like, sorry, I'm just in a little bit of pain, so I twitch a bit. And they're like, um, um... You're not supposed to be able to hear us. (laughs) Oh, fuck, what else did he hear? Everything. Oh, well, I quit. I don't (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, I don't know that I, how I would be able to handle that kind of thing. I mean... Well, especially, I, I would assume they're talking shit about him at some point. Oh, absolutely. Now, the thing is, is would... Would All for One... Care? T- yeah, exactly. Uh, it doesn't serve his narrative, no, but still. If he, they're it, in his way, he wouldn't think twice. It's just sort of like, you're the one that, you know, was, uh, you know... You'll be my hostage. Yeah. Or just... Uh, or the one that does the most trash talking, I'd be like, "You die last." <laughs> it's not you die first. Oh. You die last. Kill everybody else, <laughs> and, and basically make it plain. It's like I'm killing them because of what you did, and I'm gonna let you sit here and think about it. That should about wrap us up. Yep. Uh, so uh, we'll be back in one week uh, yeah. because seems like two standalones. Yeah, it seems like a couple of standalones. So we're not needing to sort of pace these out um yeah but yeah that'll uh, wrap up this edition of the hero cast so for sam i am jay and we will see you next week plus ultra plus ultra thanks for listening to the board to death binge cast be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via ckcc radio or via our youtube channel and give us a like and subscribe we'll see you after our next binge